0: welcome it's the 11th of august year of our lord 2020 we're looking at romans chapter 11 verses 1 to 2a and verses 29 to 32 and i'm reading this in the message version of the bible for a devotional that i'm calling under full warranty so hear now the word of god beginning with verse 1 of chapter 11 of the letter to the romans Does this mean then that God is so fed up with Israel that he'll have nothing more to do with them? Hardly. Remember that I, the one writing these things, am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham set out of the tribe of Benjamin. You can't get more Semitic than that. So we're not talking about repudiation. God has been too long involved with Israel, has too much invested to simply wash his hands of them. Do you remember that time Elijah was agonizing over the same Israel and cried out in prayer? God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. There was a time not so long ago when you were on the outs with God, but then the Jews slammed the door on him and things opened up for you. Now they are on the outs. But with the door held wide open for you, they have a way back in. In one way or another, God makes sure that we all experience what it means to be outside, so that he can personally open the door and welcome us back in. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we say, thanks be to God. Well, happy Tuesday to you, dear listener, dear reader, and welcome Tuesday to our lives. We pray you provide us an opportunity to witness to you and all who would listen the wonders of God as God has demonstrated them to this reader and to myself and to all who know of God's great love. Well, yesterday's devotional spoke to some parents, and I received some emails requesting prayer, and as a friend posted with me on one of, uh, or shared with me on one of my posts on Concafe on Facebook, she showed a picture of another daily devotional in print form, and these are written many months before they get to the actual day that they are read, that devotional was precisely the concern parents have for children. So I can still shake my head and say God does know what he is doing, especially in our lives and in our needs. One thing I know is true, and that is very few parents ever truly give up on their children. Some might, some do, some want to really bad, but don't. And those who do usually regret things they said or did that sent the wrong message, and most would do anything to have a second or third chance at relating better with their children. I think of the man with two sons, raised more or less the same way. One was obedient and understanding, and the other traits that go with being the firstborn, and I'm one, so I know exactly what is involved in that. And the second, well, he had all those traits of the youngest the baby of the family, with a heap of middle child syndrome thrown in just for good measure. Well, one day, out of the blue, the youngest said, Dad, that's it. I'm out of here. Give me my half of the inheritance, and I'll catch you on down the road. And he left. Dad cried. Mom just about lost her mind, more so because Dad rarely cried, least not the way he did on the departure of his youngest son. And from that day on, both just went through the motions of living, sort of like they were in a quarantine. Dad did his chores, as did Mom. After work, Dad just sat on the porch staring and praying and hoping that perhaps, maybe today, down that dusty road, his son might just come back. You see, he never gave up trusting in God and hoping that Junior might just come home one day. But he prayed blessings on his boy, asking, pleading with God to protect his boy and keep him away from harm and evil. Never wished him anything but blessings. Rocking back and forth, Mom thought it strange that he gave up smoking. The rocking chair seemed the perfect companion to his habit, but not anymore. She even saw him throw out the few bottles of beer from the icebox as he wept, asking for his son to return. Rocking, and praying, hoping. Well, friends, we know how this story ends. The dad and mom never gave up completely on their boy, and Paul writes, neither has God on his people. God has invested too much in you and too much in me to give up on us. Did you know that? God has invested too much in you and too much in me to give up on us. The gifts that God has shared with us though we may have a little dust on them, are still good. And Paul adds, and I love the way this new modern version reads, these gifts, this call that God has on us, are under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. We have at times deserved to have God yank all those things away from us for our neglect, for our misuse of all he has shared to better his kingdom, but he has it. Prayer still works as does reading our Bible, and reading devotionals such as this one, if we would but make time to address them as we should. We sometimes think we are on the outs with God, but we're not. The younger son reached the point where he truly felt he was on the outs with Dad, and came up with what he hoped would be the perfect script to at least get him a warm bed in the bunkhouse and three squares with the crew, maybe. He wasn't sure, but he was hoping He didn't expect a seat at the regular table with the family, just something to eat. He had never been this hungry before. He had never considered that eating hog slop would be all that good, but that's all that he could have eaten. He never dreamed he would get the treatment he received. And so many of us, dear friend, are the same way. We've done things we knew we shouldn't have done, and we've said things we shouldn't have said, and we think we're eternally damned. And we are if we don't repent. But hear this. The point of Jesus' story was to encourage our return to God the Father. Hear that again. The point of Jesus' story was to encourage our return to God the Father, not to scare us away, not to say, you might as well give up, you've done it. You're completely on the outs with God, no way. I don't know what the old man thought that morning, but he perhaps didn't know that today would be the day, that day, that he thought would never come. He half expected news of the boy's death, maybe a visit from the sheriff to know that he should come and identify the body, but he prayed quickly for God to remove such stupid thoughts from his heart and head. That day went slower than ever, and all the old man could think about was sitting in his rocker and having time to pray for his boy. He pulled his jeans up since the boy's departure he wasn't eating like before and the old barbecue pit looked more rusted than ever. Hadn't been any occasion to fire it up. He finally finished all his chores and walked over to the porch, sat down, and prayed, this time with eyes open, with hope and faith, that today, maybe today, wait, who's that coming up the road? He squinted and regretted not keeping his eye doctor appointment. He squinted again and wondered, could it it be? Was it? Yes! And off the rocker ran, jumped the father, and only one word came to his mouth as he ran, Mother, he's here! And he ran like never before to the figure of the long-lost son now coming up the drive. The boy looked great because he was alive. He was amazed that after all these years, he could run, really run, and then grabbed his son and held him like never before. He was not getting away ever again. The boy tried to tell him something, but he didn't hear anything as he began to yell again for his wife to come, for the servants to fire up the pit, for the servants to get the best clothes in the boy's closet and to once again put on the boy's finger the family ring. If this touches you here on this planet about this reunion between a father and long lost son, yes, a prodigal son, can you imagine what happens in heaven when we repent and return to God? Jesus knew, and he said, Luke 15, there is much rejoicing among the angels over our return. And then can you imagine what awaits us when we present ourselves in person to the celestial home? Dear friend, what are you waiting for? Use the gifts and the call placed on your life to do what you were meant to do. Remember, (laughs) they're still under full warranty. They've never been rescinded. They're right there for you and me to use. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we repent for those times we have chosen to alienate ourselves from you. We know we deserve nothing, but yet Jesus has told us that a great celebration occurs when we turn away from our sin and into your loving arms. Please help us drive this message home to those in our family and those who are in our circles of influence. But give us the boldness and the courage and the love that we need to reach those whom we don't yet know, who need to hear this awesome message of your love. This we pray in Christ Jesus' strong name. Amen. Well, dear listener, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. I would pray you would use any opportunity you see or that you get to share the good news with someone. Someone is dying, and I really mean that. Someone is dying to have someone talk to them about life, eternal life. And you never know, it might just be you. Receive my blessings of peace and joy, more so for your loved ones who may find themselves away from you in any sense of the word. May God bless them and you, like God, don't give up on them, don't give them reason to. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Pastor Adi Guadalberti. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Amen.